0: Hi, shooting uh thank you're welcome ben guys ben said uh thank you in the in the chat there
1: um is is my uh am i working now you are
0: perfect yes
1: i don't know why i kept going to like driving mode and it just kept muting me for some reason
0: oh i was wondering what was happening yeah you kind of i we couldn't hear you it showed that you were unmuted but we couldn't hear you but it is we got it now it's all good so um well gentlemen we are live it's good to see you all again um it was it was a lot of fun hanging out with you at nationals for the short amount of time that we had um but we're just going to talk about the nationals qualification rounds this evening well we're gonna uh, um i'm gonna celebrate some of the ladies and for the for the for the record, I put a request out for the ladies to reach out to me. I'd love to do an episode with our top three ladies from the national tournament as well. Um, but I'll—I'm uh, going to do a little bit of a review on the side for them. But let's let's get into um, nationals for you three. And Matt, let's start with you. This was your your first go around, and I know John has talked to you. I'm sure Robbie and you know. I know I have about you got to get your butt out to shoot the 50 meter game. What'd you find out besides how
2: to get yeah, on the podium? <laughs> it's very, very, very difficult. I started difficult. out, yeah, you know, like two months ago shooting quite a bit and then uh, started, you know, we sold our house. So we've been building. So I've been super duper busy, but really didn't shoot at all. And, um, it, you know, I shot well for me truly, you know, I think I shot pretty good for, for where I was at, but, uh realistically what the whatever score i shot which i don't even know what it was i thought it was pretty good for me i mean that's just kind of where i'm at can you hear me fine yeah we hear you
0: just fine man you're good okay um i actually have qualifications pulled up here Mm um 11 started out and, and i'm curious where this was in relationship to your um your practice scores Day one, round one, three fourteen, three sixteen. Day two, you smoke in three twenty two, and then three ten. Where were you practicing at, roughly?
2: Uh, I shot. I shot a couple of like three thirty half rounds, um, like three thirty two ish, and then. But generally, like if I shot a full round, um, you know, I would realistically be in like the six forty high six forties. You know, yeah. like mid mid to high six forties. That's that's really just where I'm at. As far as score goes. Gotcha.
0: What what um, I guess what what's some of the changes that you saw? What are the differences coming from? Because you're a 3D guy, really. 3D guy yeah. transformed into indoor guy. Now a 50 meter guy. What are some of the differences that you've noticed from those other games? Maybe the hard stuff and the the hard stuff and the not and the maybe some stuff that you like might think is easier. I don't know.
2: Man, I noticed that um, a, a tune probably matters much more at 50 meters. And I, I feel like I got a fair tune, the best tune that I've probably ever had as far as a bear chef would be concerned. Um, but, you know, and I went back and forth with John there for a bit, trying to figure stuff out. And it was, um, I had a pretty rough time getting an arrow to just be consistent. You know, I could shoot two arrows, they would impact well. And then I'd shoot three and four and they would be kind of scattered, you know and i think I, I pretty well got things i was getting a lot of contact um and i think that was probably the biggest thing and then um, i asked john what he was using as far as fletching goes and somehow i went from a 60 millimeter low excess wing to a 50 millimeter high and i got rid of all contact and it just things started uh-huh. shooting actually a lot better so and i moved my fletching back about a uh roughly a quarter of an inch I think I had them too, a little too far forward just for whatever I was shooting but I shot a pretty lightweight bow too um which I think was probably not a great idea by the end of it but
0: yeah I guess there's anyway. some pros and cons to that I know John you kind of were I don't, I don't know if you went back to your old weight or not um you you kind of dealt with some some limitations physically prior to nationals um did you end up at back at like 42 pounds or no
1: yeah i ended up back uh it got to the point where i I just couldn't shoot like really well and consistent uh lighter weight i, I didn't have enough time off to really get those fingers to be uh really soft for that so i just said f it let's run it and
0: see what happens <laughs> yeah and you shot with a back brace and everything else and made it through you yeah, know it's good it's good enough to shoot so you know yeah
1: you know, i always i always told people like if if i'm capable of shooting and it's we can shoot without pain like detrimental pain we're doing it we're rolling <laughs> there's no quitting me baby <laughs>
0: yeah well, I mean, it's it you had a limited amount of time to sort of prepare because of it. Um, you've done this. You've been through this before, like the back stuff. Um, but you were able to, one, set up a new bow and get that rolling. You ended up not shooting. that. Well, not rolling, well, but OK. <laughs> well, sort of semi-tuned, I guess you found out later on, but yeah. Um, what did what well how did the how did nationals go for you like how if you had to rate it look look over like the way things went you know how did it go for you were you were you happy were you you know whatever uh shooting execution wise uh
1: the first day extremely pleased um impact uh not as well pleasing like Mm -hmm. i shot like a lot of really really good groups i just never could get it in the middle. Like I just kept hanging like mid nine low. Um, probably, you know, execution wise, really, really, really happy. Probably one of the best cleanest nationals, perhaps, or, you know, full round I've shot Uh, second day execution wise was, was happy. Um, minus two arrows. The rest I was pretty happy with. They just, you know, uh, just wasn't hitting, but I was happy with aim and I was happy with, uh, release and stuff
0: you weird i know you caught the tail end of a conversation when we first opened up do you kind of divert back to was my release good was my aim good what do i have to fix every single arrow type of deal or like you know if it's good it's good i'm running the next one or do you are you constantly evaluating um to make that next arrow better
1: uh if it's good it's good you know you can't really you can't you can't really improve on a 10 of 10 of the quality you think you shot so right. um, that's basically how my whole tournament went it was pretty good it was like execution wise there's nothing I could fix um, it was going to be what it was going to be um, so I was happy with that so I you know if it wasn't going good and the the shots weren't breaking good or they weren't breaking clean then I would you know assess it from arrow to arrow but You know everything was. I was happy with. Yeah, good man. Not happy with the score, but I was happy with everything else. So.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, speaking of the score, I mean your first round was was pretty solid three three twenty five. Yeah, it was. I know you shot better, but like you know three twenty five, three sixteen for round two, and then second day shooting three nineteen, and then three oh five. I know you said minus a couple of arrows. I think that's when those arrows um sort of hit um for you i know you shot some crazy scores and we talk all the time we see we see people that post pictures of amazing indoor scores outdoor scores what do your practice scores look like and in this situation you know what's the comparison what do you notice sometimes they're the same sometimes not so much uh what do you what was your practice looking like prior to coming to nationals? Uh I mean it was
1: good until yeah, probably about two weeks, two and a half weeks, three weeks prior. It was it was pretty good. Um, but I didn't get any tournaments under, so I don't know, you know, how they were going to be. Um I did shoot a couple pretty good pretty good practice rounds and I shot Pendel and I shot a really good half at Pendel and then contact half on the second half of Pendel. Um so I, you know, I never did get that situation fixed. And that's probably what, you know. For me at the second, yeah, the second, uh, second day at nationals. Um, Cause even at Pendel I shot really good. Um, just started running into some contact and I'm pretty sure that's what was going on with, with nationals, but um, usually practice scores and tournament scores. It all depends on the wind. Um, if the wind is, normal you know okay like say whatever four six mile an hour Um, practice scores will be pretty close to comp scores maybe 10 points on average less windy you know who knows (laughs) yeah right
0: way worse (laughs) it could be okay (laughs) i I wasn't there for day one how was the weather overall for this this national event
1: Uh, day two was beautiful (laughs) they <laughs> maybe
0: like it was beautiful, yeah, maybe shifty
1: wind both days, but second day was pretty pretty calm uh, I would say two to eight mile an hour. first day was a little bit trickier, um, I would say guessing probably six to twelve, but more shifty the first day, right, yeah,
0: Matt, what is that uh, shooting in the wind an adjustment
2: for you, man, you know, not really because we have a lot of that here, so it was the time that I did practice, you know, here was, was kind of the same way, but definitely the first day we would have, you know, winds from the East and then they would, you know, blow, I would blow me like left eight. And then we it, immediately, the next shot, it would be like per, switch the opposite way. So that part of it was a little bit of an adjustment, but.
0: Welcome to Pennsylvania, buddy. Yeah, You're it
2: definitely that. would. It definitely would help to learn how to aim off a smidge rather than try to make adjustments on your plunger. Cause. Yeah, that was that's where i screwed up several times
0: oh really you you didn't account for the win and instead went to the plunger
2: yeah yeah that's definitely a no-no i mean that definitely wasn't the whole thing but um you know that ain't where my got my three and several fives at but
0: (laughs) that's good at least you can laugh about those arrows (laughs) yeah um yeah i know uh, the wind is a tricky thing i know john has done some like john will cant into the wind a little bit if it depending on the circumstance and how steady it is and you know and stuff like that i've never i'm not brave enough to try the canting thing he's he does it makes a freaking hammer i know i know i've seen it happen before but um yeah that's it's it's cool though man you learned you're a quick learner there's no question there but um Robbie, you've been quiet. Yes, Our sir. national champion, Mister Robbie Weisinger, welcome back to the podcast, buddy. Thank you. Um, your your week went pretty well. Day one was was decent, right?
3: Yeah, eh. it, it was all right. My uh, with those shifty winds, my execution was not as sharp as it needed. Um. Just mentally, I was a little off for whatever reason I still scored scored well um, but I was not I was not pleased with the execution portion yeah of my day on day one and uh I just kind of knew for day two, I just needed to step up and I shot a solid half at first, and then like the the external mental factors started to roll in which is why there was a dip for the fourth game
0: Mm. so speaking of scores so 311 312 your first two halves of day one um and then you shot a banger 328 on your first round what what was the what was the shift from day one to day two and where was your brain going into that first arrow of day two Where's um, the
3: change I sped up my my execution I kind of I gave myself a little more trust that it was actually gonna hit where it was supposed to um whenever I cut it loose and the score could have been a 330 but I shot seven arrows my first end <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that's right I forgot that happened had to take an eight instead of an X.
0: So that was... So, kind of, well, wait, hold on. We're not going to just skip past that fact. No. So let's explain so what Hudson, happened.
3: Hudson and I were shooting very similar arrows. I was shooting gold excess wings with a flow yellow knock. And he was shooting flow yellow veins with a flow yellow knock. Which through John's scope, it was very... The and a lot oh. of arrows middle it was difficult to tell what was where so when I was trying out mine I only counted five and I got up to you know full draw I let down because I it didn't feel right and I look over the clock and I'm like wow I really ran this clock down this like I should be done by now oh well pull up shoot right eight and I'm like whatever I walk up there and I'm thinking okay I should have six in there and I count one two three four five six seven dang it. <laughs> so, little mental error and I did not let that happen again. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things, it's a rookie mistake, it costs you points and it could cost you a championship if if you don't pay attention. Cuz I mean, we were we were within four points of each other, the top 3. So, 50% of that was in in one one little screw up. It just Goes to show you need to be pay attention at all times.
0: Yeah, I mean you could play the what? Well, everybody could play oh, the what yes. if game. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, if if but, everybody drops, take you take away one of those moment of weaknesses, ev- that whole outcome changes for the top three. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. But John, you notice how he blamed it on you and your scope, through through John's scope.
3: On so. scope, it wasn't my scope. If it was it's- my nice Zeiss. We wouldn't have had that issue. Uh, it it's a razor
1: HD, so there should be no problem.
2: <laughs> Especially your young eyes. <laughs> I use binoculars most of the time. My scope sucked. <laughs> it- Matt, Matt probably counted all six of them. He's
1: like, yeah, Robbie, you're down one. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, he had six arrows in his quiver and he walked off the line with one left to shoot. That's true. But oh, I you, shot it.
0: Oh, that's right. You did tell us you did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you had another mental lapse uh, and explain that again.
2: There's nothing really to explain other than I just got ahead of myself. <laughs> I was wanted to be over with. How much time was left on the clock when you shot your last arrow? You know what? I never looked at the clock one time ever. I don't think, he, I don't
1: think he was close. He shoots pretty quick. Yeah. I
3: don't think any of us were remotely close to that clock. I think probably 45 seconds is probably an acceptable amount of time left on the clock. Which is why when I shot that first round when I was down to like 20 seconds, I was like, this is weird. I haven't had that happen. <laughs> That's what happens when you shoot an extra arrow. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't even blame like mental fatigue on that because we were just getting started. Because I've made mistakes like towards the end of a field round, like a four hour day shooting a field round and you make a mistake, like shoot the wrong target or, you know, oh, yeah. miss. Misjudge something because you're not as sharp as you were right away. No, nope, I was sharp and I just paid no attention. So,
0: um, so as you rolled into that second half, you and John at one point, I think, were tied with only a few. I can't pull up, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can still pull up the running numbers. Let me see if I can. Day two. I think you were tied going into like the middle of the last round or something. Did did you mentally at any point in time? I do vaguely remember you saying that you were nervous.
3: Yes, yes. Because to that, I mean, I I I would like to say that I had no idea of where it was, but I knew it was close. Um, Hudson was keeping score. He did make the comment at one point. He's like, "Wow, you're only four points away from John," and you're four points above me and i'm like
0: sweet awesome yeah what a great and target mate
3: <laughs> which you know what that's the game we play. If you're at a high level, like if i can't handle that yeah i i need to really and i couldn't handle that i will put that out there i couldn't handle that because it went downhill quick but like that's the the game we play if we can't control it we need to get better
2: uh
0: yeah i guess it did it, it well it didn't go downhill terrible
3: yeah one I, I was shooting yeah <laughs> it, but uh it's all yeah, relative it's all <laughs> relative looking at my phone, i think we had like two or three makeup ends at the middle i was looking at my phone and just distract myself and one of my buddies was like you're in first good job keep oh. it up i was like you dickhead <laughs>
0: Uh, well, it worked Edited. out for you.
3: <laughs>
0: John, now you know what to do down well, in the future. And Matt, uh, we'll just have to start texting it. Robbie yeah, right. throughout the tournament. Hey, good job, buddy. You're in first right now. <laughs> we know his weak. We know his weakness.
3: For now. It's a weakness. It's one of those we things know, that's we getting know his
1: weakness, but yeah, I'll never I'll never play it so. You're safer than Robbie
3: <laughs> thanks John thanks John
0: well you kind of got the monkey off your back this is something that you've been chasing um you know to get a legitimate opportunity to to take everyone but I know like John, you guys are good friends um and you've been we talking to John what's that we were
3: <laughs> we were.
0: um You know, but you've, you've been talking to John since day one, since you picked up a barrel rig. Mm -hmm. So there's a test, a testimony to what the information that you've received from John and many other people as well that has propelled you to where you're at, Matt, same kind of same situation. Like this guy bends over backwards for, to help people. um, And you're, you're, you've reaped some of those benefits as well. So I think, I think it's, 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 I mean, I, John Ware and I, I, I joke about it, but John Ward's introduction a few years ago when he was in the coaching box for Dilly, I think, or he was like, or, or maybe, maybe you were going up. I don't remember. He's like one, you know, somebody who's done more for the sport. And I don't mean to play on spot buddy, but it's the truth. Like you've, you've helped so many people, um you know, and then to see you show up and you're not really a hundred percent, but still be able to, you know, to lay down good arrows, be on the podium, give this young buck with his fresh eyes a run for the money um, and really take it down to the wire. It was fun to watch. I'm not going to lie. Like, I didn't get to go down and shoot this year because of work. I got to come down last day and, and see you guys shoot. It was fun sitting back and watching everything play out. I don't get to do that ever. Um, and it's literally a pleasure watching all of you compete in this sport, hands down. Like, there's moments where I can see why people don't like and just enjoy watching when you know the the inner workings of the game. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of people, like, while everybody's shooting and, and scoring, it would be cool to come over and sit and watch these scores change hands. And almost like, I wish we had like a mic'd up version of you guys.
3: No, you don't.
0: No, I do. I 100%, do. <laughs> no, you don't. Maybe not for public uh, <laughs> consumption, but. Not, but it's like that, yeah, <laughs> it would be cool, though, uh to see you know just the uh, listen to things as they go. problem is is you don't want it, those high those high uh value moments, I guess maybe we don't wanna do it then, but it would be neat, like at the <clears> classic <throat> or something to to hear the qualifications and stuff like that, but um, so next year, I guess nationals is headed to texas you guys all planning to go yep. Matt Hudson's yep. going. robbie you're going john's not shooting. Oh. Has thumbs down yeah. we'll see we'll see i know <laughs> we've talked about a little bit ourselves ibl might be getting some attention but um what do you think like uh, are you excited to go shoot in the texas heat or
3: you think that's going to play a factor so the the way I see it is I, I've shot a lot of different places and a lot of different conditions and different levels and qualities of tournaments and how they're run and every one of them that you go to is a building block and a brick to how who you are as a shooter so if you go out and it's horrible horrible heat you're sweating to death and you know you're struggling to keep up with hydration that's just a building block that's going to make it easier for next time or make you appreciate the when you have a tournament that's not like that so it may suck it may absolutely be terrible but I'm going to go there and it's going to make me a better shooter because I'm going to go and try to be as prepared as I can for that so that way when we get to shoot in the nice Pennsylvania weather again it's going to be a a cakewalk to deal with conditions
0: it's a good outlook Robbie it's a very mature outlook I'm impressed I'm not gonna lie I'm impressed <laughs> Thank you. um do you do you feel like um that should carry over to all tournaments for other shooters
3: I I think so right because I mean I've shot I've shot every discipline that we could do with barebow and not necessarily all conditions, but I've shot in rain. I've shot in super, super cold weather. I've shot in super, super hot weather, super windy. And I've gained experience from every one of those on top of shooting, you know, just shooting every discipline gives you outlooks and different chunks of knowledge that can help you across every game. Yeah. So in in my opinion, you should, what really separates a good archer from a great archer, like a top level shooter is what you can take from each event and how you can use that to to build and to grow. Even though I don't feel like I shot super well this last week, like for myself and how I was doing, I still found tidbits of things to work on as we go into indoor season. Even if you shoot horribly, especially if you shoot horribly, you should pick out things that you can work on to build and to get better. That's how you accelerate your growth instead of. You know, throwing a pity party saying, Oh, I shot bad. I'm not good at this. I blaming equipment, blaming the person standing next to you making noise, whatever. If you can find those things to help build you up, you're going to accelerate. You're growing. You're
0: like being distracted by targets blown around in the wind downrange. Yeah. Um, there's kind of a lot there's actually more factors than you realize like I hear you hear it from different people all oh, this you know I see seen a target flapping and it was it was distracting me I'm like you shouldn't even be looking there Um, you know and I, I guess there's there's benefit to shooting as many tournaments as you can you know John yeah. you, you you even spoke to that a little bit it was more in regards to your tune not really getting to work on that tune under semi-tournament stress not getting an opportunity to go to a bunch of tournaments and stuff like that you know there you you will you what's your thoughts on that in regards to people who are trying to progress like shoot as many tournaments as you can or feel that pressure what do you what do you think
1: i shoot what you can i mean you don't want to overextend yourself either um there's a fine line that you got to play with you know you want to make sure you're you're in good mindset and and not like you know overwhelmed or stuff but Definitely shoot as many as you can that you're comfortable with. Um yeah.
0: All right. Good. Well, I mean, top three target nationals, men, John with the with the with the silver, Matt with the number three spot, Robbie finally getting that monkey off his back and taking the top of the podium. Um appreciate you guys you know willingness to talk about it and put it out there john's awfully quiet tonight i don't know why maybe he's just he's uh,
3: thinking, that he's thinking just let, of
0: something just, he, just letting robbie do all the
1: talking he deserves it
0: <laughs> he did good he did good man he did all right, yeah, did all right. But, so but, i guess next big tournament for everybody is that going to be a lancaster archie classic well, matt are you coming
2: probably so
0: I mean, you have Definitely to. Right? So. don't You have, have to, to come now. Yeah,
2: I don't have any choice.
0: <laughs> um, Robbie, you're gonna be there, right? Absolutely, absolutely. He says so. Before before we kind of close things out, obviously, prior to nationals, there was a big release uh, from Hoyt and whatnot. Let's just just run through quick the equipment that you shot for qualifications um let's just just let's just go like bow and arrows some some general specs don't go crazy matt why don't we start with you
2: um the xd 25 on with uh 34 pound axias and a plunger and rest perfect uh what arrows were you shooting oh um 500 backs with a 100 gram points gotcha
0: Okay. Um, John, what were you shooting for – well, you kind of shot to the weekend, but what did you shoot for nationals?
1: Uh, for nationals, I shot the uh, XD, 42 pounds on the fingers, 550 uh, X10s with 110-grain points. Um, Probably if I would have done it differently, I probably would have upped it to like – 43 to 43 and a half pounds if I was capable um I had my limbs maxed out so that's about all I could get um yeah.
0: okay good Robbie what about you
3: uh GMX 25 with 38 pound axias drawing 43 pounds 600 vaps um 120 grain point 70 millimeter excess wings, AA, or uh, AAE rest, fighter plunger, and then um, ramrod tungsten weights on the outside, and then a powder tungsten in the bottom pocket. Bottom pocket. Okay. Yep.
0: What's the, uh, what'd you say the the weight of that tungsten weight is, or what's the actual weight of it? The,
3: The tungsten dampening weight that goes in the GMX and the exceed is three ounces. Okay. I, I played around cause I had the XD as a backup. That's what I shot all summer. I shot really, really good scores with it. I had weights in the top and the bottom. And when I got the GMX, I only put the weight in the bottom and I realized how much more I liked the, the weight only being below the grip. Yeah. Interesting. So, it's running, I think 35 ounces total on the bow. I don't generally like running a super heavy bow.
0: Um, Matt or John, did you guys have any weight in the bottom and any limb pockets at all?
2: Yeah, I've got the, the rim rods. Tungsten, have them as powdered well. tungsten. Yeah, I think it's a powdered one. I'm not really sure, to be honest with you. Um, that's all oh, I had. Yeah. And I had a weight on the limb. Oh, you had a weight on the, the limb itself. yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. But uh, it was just a, something I made here at home. So it was the front weight.
0: Just to give you a little bit extra, John, did you have any weight in the limb pockets or no? No, I
1: just had a 40 ouncer in the front and a 16 ounce kicker in the back.
0: Yeah. I think you, the same we shot last year, if I remember correctly, something similar. Okay, good. Well, no, last, last year I shot the Epic. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. You shot the Epic, but I think, didn't you have a, didn't you have a weight in the back last year too? uh yeah it's
1: um at lancaster yeah 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 okay all right good stuff
0: anything else guys
1: yeah i'm super proud that uh matt came out and just slayed it his first time out it was uh, pretty impressive and it was awesome to shoot with uh him and robbie um Mm -hmm. on the top bail it was it was fun I would I would suggest anybody that is uh, ever interested in doing it to to come out and do it. You won't really find the, a collection of bigger um, the volume of barebow archers at a single event on the outdoor circuit than than this one for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully the, um, you know, next year's tournament being in Texas gives some people in the southwest side of the of the country and and this just the central to south area in general a better opportunity to get to a national event and shoot the 50 meter game it's a fun game it is absolutely a fun game um and and hope help, help grow that class and continue to push forward um you guys did everybody shoot teams matt did you shoot teams this year you No. Did? no okay um that's the other. I think that's the other aspect. I think what did we miss this year? They they had the teams. Yeah, they just didn't have the the male female teams, right? Um, that's also a huge part of this tournament. That's a lot a lot of fun. Um, I definitely missed out on on some of that this year. It, it stinks, but it is what it is. Um, definitely try to get into it, and and if you guys come to nationals, try to get hooked up with a team, shoot with somebody else, and and shoot those head-to-heads as well it's a lot of extra arrows too but it's good practice for the weekend that's for sure Grayson says congrats guys just so you know he blew kisses okay
2: um, so is the other teams the way that they were this time is that typically how they are yes. male and female together or that's called mixed is that there's, that normally good?
3: there's a mixed team round that is traditionally held I think it's held on the first day first day and then there's the the same set team rounds. So there's a men's team and a women's team. And they're comprised of three archers that each shoot two arrows per end. And it's the same same set score type. So it's okay. the first, first of five. Yeah. In the team.
0: John might be the reigning champion on that one, if I remember correctly.
3: Nope, he is not.
0: Oh, I thought he was me and the me and the chungarian
1: we took it this year for the mixed there was no there was no men i shot like crap last and i, I let scott and steve down on the men's team last year
0: or two oh, years okay ago. was it last year last year yeah yeah um that's... me maddie
3: and chris garcia happily knocked them off that throne
0: <laughs> oh
3: oh
1: once once in a million book That's it right.
3: You're in a blind, <laughs> a blind.
1: it won't happen again
3: just that <laughs> that comment alone
1: might bring me to Lubbock good
2: good <laughs> exactly.
0: if I don't get heat stroke <laughs> it's an interesting choice indeed um and just so you know I I, I don't know outside of nationals and some of the u.s team stuff i did see that they're looking for a place to host field nationals i guess i saw christy post that um so if your club is big enough and there's some criteria on one of the posts and i'll share it and put it out there
1: it doesn't even need to be that big because they only pull like you know 100 to 120 shooters they don't pull a lot
0: yeah yeah, it's, that's it, someone in the Midwest. 30 acres I think is 20 to like 20 to 25 to 30 acres or something they said. Get, so
1: get, get Eric to to talk Yo- uh York Archers are doing it. I don't know if they have the parking. They, I, that might they, be the issue. there. To, like I said, there's not that many people that yeah. actually shoot it. Um but they have some they have a pretty slick tricky little course at York. Or even like Middletown, like Middletown, well, that's a kind of a Flat. That's pretty flat, but you know, it yeah, is, is. York really would good. be a good one. Yeah, York had some pretty cool, pretty cool shots. They had like some 15 degreeers, long 15, 20 degree. Yeah.
0: Matt, have you shot the field yet? field game?
2: I don't even know what that target looks like. <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, I haven't shot it at all. No, I'd like to, though. I'd, I'd definitely like to it's fun it's definitely i'll shoot fun. it all at some point as soon as it comes around somewhere closer to the midwest
0: yeah Maybe
1: i don't know if i'm gonna
2: make it. a 22 hour drive to pennsylvania again
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he he did say john he was trying to get us to to road trip it down to uh, uh where are you at matt Oklahoma, yeah, take Oklahoma. The and then then drive down with him on, a, on in his bus or whatever he's got. <laughs> he's he's got like a traveling uh archery uh, archery bus. traveling circus
1: <laughs> that too. <laughs> we get a clown car. We'll all hop out of the clown, clown car.
0: <laughs> Here come those bareboat guys again. <laughs> um, Completely true. All right, day,
1: guys. We'll, we'll if, one day they'll figure it out. A way to to keep us from coming to all of them. <laughs> oh my gosh, I hope not.
3: <laughs> well, we'll, we'll they, see. I saw they have a payout for Arizona Cup for us now. Get out. Six hundred dollars for first, which is the same as the the Masters. Yeah. So they're paying out barebone. They're, now, ma- the they're first, paying Masters. Yeah, it's the first USAT to pay out barebone. Have they always paid out masters? I don't know. Yeah,
2: I don't, I don't, I don't remember
3: both, seeing them most, both this year or not, but that's a step in the right direction for us. So,
1: um, remember that one year they mistakenly paid out for Target yes. National? Yes, <laughs> they paid remember out for Target one? Nationals and you didn't US get paid Open. That.
3: You didn't get paid that year. <laughs> I did not. Nope, nope, <laughs> I did not. I did not do well, that year that was my. <laughs> That was my first 50 meter tournament.
0: Uh, 2021, right?
3: Yeah, and then two weeks later, I went to go shoot my first field tournament ever. So that uh, was fun. So i just button.
0: posted. U.S. Field National will probably be trials for 2024 World Archery Field Championships in September mm-hmm.
3: in Canada. I don't- I don't know when else they would do a trial, so I would imagine.
1: It's going to be in spring. Yeah, they're going to have to do it in, like, May. Probably.
0: May, June. Um, well, hey, maybe we can bring a field trials will, to the East Coast. I will be yeah. trying. I don't, I don't think they've been. It's been a long time since they had
1: field on the East Coast.
0: Have they ever? I don't know.
1: The, the only one I've shot it in Yankton. I've shot it in Darrington. Uh, I've shot it in Texas. That's the only ones I've ever been to. Huh. I, I think they had fields a long, long, long time ago. Maybe, uh, I think they, I think they had it a long, long time ago at Seven Springs and really? near Pittsburgh. A long, long time ago. Yeah. Interesting.
3: If they built up that course that's west of Yankton, the one that we shot for trials and world championships last year. That's a really stout course. That's the toughest one I've shot. Now granted, I've shot three field tournaments ever, but that world championship course was good. It was not the one that everybody thinks about when you go to Yankton, the one that's behind the center, super flat. The only angles that there are are a bit off of platforms they built. This is west of town and the rolling hills of the river the river valley and you know it was to the point to where like you had to use ropes to climb up and climb down
0: oh i did see some pictures of that i heard some belly aches about it as well
3: i'm just right that's yeah it's it was an advantage for us because that was our world championship course and we got to shoot it once beforehand They built another course that was further West that none of us had shot before, but I mean, any experience is good experience, right?
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, gentlemen, I think we uh, more than covered what we wanted to and talked about a lot of other stuff as well. Appreciate your time. Is there anything else you want to, you want to put out there to the, to the masses? Yeah. What what, uh, what would like?
1: I'm I'm curious what would Matt do differently this time around after his uh, first go around.
2: Um, I would I would probably spend a lot more time shooting for sure. Other than that, man, I really don't know. Um, I, I would definitely go up in weight on my bow because I think finger pressure from index to middle finger on a lighter weight bow made me have some of those. Off highs. I don't know if you noticed, but I had, you know, I would shoot like a group of high or, you know, and and then I would shoot it low. And I think finger pressure on a lighter weight bow was kind of just sending me off a little bit, kind of adjusting the curls without adjusting them. So I would probably go up in weight just a little bit. And I was about 36-ish, 37 on the fingers. So it may not help, but it'd be be something that I'm going to try for sure. I don't know if y'all have issues with that when you're shooting a lighter weight bow or not, but it seems like the lighter that I go, I mean, the more fun it is to shoot because I'm shooting a lot more arrows with less fatigue, but um, it seems like finger pressure plays a lot more on the string.
0: The happy, the happy place between for most people, from what we talk to and when I've done interviews and stuff and just talk to shooters, work with shooters, seems to be somewhere between like 38 and 42 seems to like like, or, is the norm i want to call it the norm it just seems where most people are like john's talking like if he would have been 100 percent, he probably would have bumped up a little bit to help i assume john to help with your tune and the contact issues is that
2: yeah
1: it was tune mostly yeah because i pretty open i cranked that gmx right
0: down and i was probably pushing 45 on the fingers gotcha you shot very well during during that round so it's uh it there's there's something there there's got to be there's got to be something there you know robbie you said you were at 42 i know you shot as high as 44 you've shot even higher i think for some reason. i shot
3: my first year 46 yeah uh, that's there was i was i'm i learned some things about you know tuning a bow i was shooting too stiff of an arrow and i could get it to bear shaft tune when i moved the knock point way up and then you move the knock point way up you got to shoot a heavier poundage to get it to hit out of space like that but i mean i've shot i've never shot below 40 for anything indoor outdoor field 3d i've shot in the last two years i haven't shot anything between 40 and 40 or i haven't left 40 to 43 yeah that first first year going through everything that i shot 46 i wised up a little bit that was a little much um learned how to tune a bow a little bit better. And then, yeah, since then, I've been in that, you know, Goldilocks zone where you can get a nice clean break on the fingers. It gets you the distance you need and it's not too much to get fatigued.
0: Yeah. It's a good recommendation. Uh, Matt, when you shot indoors at Lancaster last year, we'll try to, we'll narrow it down with this and close things out. Um, What did you
2: shoot poundage wise? 34-pound limbs and about 37 on the fingers. So I'm pretty well stuck with that. And I got I got 36-pound limbs, and I've got those 34s. And I can get them both to be about where I need them to be. But I don't know. So I'm pretty well stuck with the same weight. Honestly, in this year, I haven't, like, after Lancaster, like, directly before Lancaster, I shot a ton. You know, I shot a ton of arrows but afterwards and then even throughout 3d i just didn't hardly shoot at all just busy with the house and stuff so we i've just kept it low you know kept it where it's still easy it's easy, easy to shoot anyway um i definitely could have shot a much heavier boat at lancaster i just didn't see much point of it um mm-hmm. there but
0: all right so. good. uh grayson commented said 38 to 39 is as low as he can go without giving up points at 50 meters uh he says he's uh also about as high as i can go without really training for higher weight which i don't want to do <laughs> he said, you guys you better hope that he doesn't come out to lubbock next year you're gonna see you'll see some uh some interesting archery that that, that boy can shoot straight up can shoot with like no practice
2: <laughs> i look forward to
0: seeing him this winter
2: Hopefully he will. Yeah, I've never
0: shot with him. I don't I mean, think Robbie has either. I know Yaka hasn't. He's he's like lovesick over not coming maybe, maybe not making uh making it to Lancaster. We'll see. Um, but yeah, Grayson, Grayson's supposed to put the bow back together and get back after it and he can shoot in his basement so he really doesn't have any reason not to i don't know we might have to get him get him on here one night john and just drill him with questions of what he's what he's doing we'll see we'll see i hope so i hope he gets back after it so um all right guys thank you have a wonderful night appreciate you guys giving out all this information uh congratulations once again um you know and and just your willingness to help others and put all the information out there is making barebow better. And it's all because of what you guys do and the hard work that you've put in for now, some of you, many, many years, some of you only a few years and some only a couple years with, with uh, Mr. Hudson since uh, the Lancaster uh, success and it seems to be continuing, man. I wish you nothing but the best as well. So we'll see you guys That's in nice January you. and uh, for everyone else. Uh, we'll be posting this to youtube and all those places this live feed that's on facebook will be up for a little while maybe 24 hours if you have questions for these guys something we didn't get to cover throw it in the comments maybe they can come back and and give you some some feedback otherwise have a good night and thank you for all your support barrel project out gentlemen see ya john good luck fishing and uh we'll see you guys oh and hunting season as well archery season as well for for the other other two, he's hunting fish right now. So,
1: salmon tomorrow, baby.
0: Good luck. Go get them. I <laughs> so look forward to the pictures. Good night, guys. See
1: ya. Yeah, see ya.